with Nick and Big J. Here we are on the very first day of December, Big J. Happy December to you, your family, your children, your pets. Yeah, thanks, man. Everybody that's near and dear to your hearts. I want to extend a happy December to you. I need to get a treat. Uh, I was just thinking that myself as uh, on the way into work as I was letting my mind wander as I was driving in. I was thinking like, you know, it turns out I'm going to have the uh, the boys for almost three solid weeks to wrap up the uh, the end of the year. And I was like, you know, I'm going to have them over Christmas. So do I get a tree uh, to, uh, to, 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 and I think the answer is I do. Um, and so yeah, you uh, need some kind of tree. Yeah, I got to, I got to do something. I got to step up my Christmas game a little bit in the, uh, in the house to make it seem like uh, it's, uh, it's a good thing. And so now I am tasked with that. And so uh, I also have to figure out where the hell I'm going to put it. I don't know the answer to that question either. Yeah. And so, um, I now we have we have young cats again, Nick. Yeah, yeah. That's all you so, seem to have. It's like I know. It's a revolving door of kittens, and it's like, oh man. I mean, it's just nonstop kitten BS. You clawed me. You're crazy cat people. I know. I you don't even know, brother. <laughs> you don't even know. So. Um, Crazier yet, you drive to Minnesota to get these guys. I don't. Somebody does. (laughs) Flew there and drove back once. Flew there and came back. Like they don't have cats here. Well, it's a family thing. I know. It's a family business of kookiness. But uh, yeah, so that's my only hesitation with the Christmas tree these days. Uh, well, it, they want to get in there and cause a ruckus. Listen, I think you know as well as I do. It doesn't matter if you're hesitating about a Christmas tree. That's going to happen. Yeah, we we did a, a. terrible job of it last year so what was the problem last year remind me we just never got around to it oh you didn't get one last year no and so we promised maybe it's a christmas before either way we gotta we gotta go big this time and i just feel like our house the area that we have picked out does it you know they want to get like a 12 foot tree and i'm like come on people it's a big tree dude yeah it is a big tree good luck with all that thank you and, uh, you know, you're the one that can get the cat out of the tree when it's climbed up all the way up there. Meow. <laughs> uh, today on the show, we're going to do a round of streaming dumbass for Radio's Big J. He uh, is going to pick a movie to watch and review for you, and hopefully it will be a good one. He, uh, he has liked the last couple, although they have been significantly, um, what am I going to say, depressing? Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to try to pick some upbeat ones for him yeah, today. We'll so either way, whether they may or may, may not be goes. good, but at least they're going to have some upbeatness and uh, there won't be uh, trudging into depressing territory. On top of that, another chance to qualify for Santa's sack, which is as big as it's going to get as we are in the final week of that giveaways and additional fun and excitement, plus some music for you. Like Stone Temple Pilots, it's Creep here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. There was the upward tick that we had promised yesterday when the numbers came rolling in for the coronavirus around the Treasure Valley and the state of Idaho. Uh, while not setting records uh, in the particular numbers, they all were significantly higher than we saw over the holiday weekend, which kind of makes sense because all the districts were reporting. 
1,349 new COVID-19 cases reported in the gym state on Monday. By the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare, 975 confirmed, 374 probable to the statewide total. One day after surpassing 100,000 cases, Idaho is now reporting uh, 1,001, or excuse me, 100,001, 698 confirmed and probable. Uh, Ada County was your leader, 302 new cases yesterday. That more than doubles second place, which was Canyon County, which had 132. Another 16 deaths reported on Monday as well. Uh, the death toll in Idaho now stands at 937. Uh, and then the bad news came rolling in, and that has to do with hospitalization numbers. 446 Idahoans currently in the hospital, uh, according to the latest hospitalization data of that number. 110 are in the ICU. That is the record for the highest rate of ICU patients since the pandemic began. And so uh, they're dealing with the fallout of the seriousness of some of the complications due to the virus right now, which again is one of the biggest things that the doctors are worried about here in the Treasure Valley and the state is the room in the hospitals and of course the positivity rate, which isn't great either. Uh, One of the highest in the country. So Still dealing with that kind of stuff in and around the Treasure Valley, so none of this stuff is going away anytime soon. And again, we're not gonna we're not gonna know the fallout of Thanksgiving for a couple of weeks. So keep that in mind as well. We told you yesterday that the Ravens keep testing positive, and so the NFL has moved that game yet again. The Ravens Steelers game ha- will not happen today. It will happen tomorrow. The game, which was originally scheduled for Thanksgiving, if you can believe it, Big J. I can. Will now happen almost a week later. Uh, it'll happen on Wednesday at around 1.40 our time. It will be nationally broadcast on NBC. If you're at home, I guess you can watch it. The Ravens currently have at least 22 players on the reserve list after positive COVID-19 tests. Uh, what's going to end up happening to that is the Steelers game then against Washington is being moved to Monday, and then the Ravens game that's going to be happening coming up is moved to Tuesday of next week. So uh, the NFL sure is bending over backwards to make sure the Ravens get to play. (laughs) I'll tell you what, uh, they are moving a lot of stuff around to make that happen. Well, I think it's more to make sure that the Steelers get to play. Uh, Well, what I'm saying is it's the Ravens that that end up moving everything around is all I'm saying. Well, they have to to keep the Steelers game intact, I guess. Well, I I understand, but, but but I mean, like, you know, like in games that passed that they have moved stuff around, Everybody has still played Monday at the latest. They're letting the Ravens play on Tuesday. They're not giving the Steelers that. That. It seems like the Ravens are getting a little bit more leeway than the Steelers are, and the Steelers are just caught up in this hurricane. You know what I mean? They're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. They should be the yeah. ones that get an extra day of rest. Second time, too. Right. For them. It, it seems like the Ravens should be like, hey, come, you're playing come hell or high water on the Sunday. Not the Steelers, but whatever. Either way, uh, that's what's going to happen today as long as there's no other positive tests from the Ravens. If there are, then who knows what's going to happen. Will Fuller, the wide receiver for the Texans, is done for the year. He has violated the NFL's policy against performance-enhancing substances. In an Instagram post, Fuller said the drug was prescribed by a doctor who thought it was permitted. Turns out it was not. He also has a teammate that tested positive for steroids as well. Uh, That was their cornerback, Roby. So uh, the Texans down a couple of players for testing positive in the performance-enhancing drug side of things from the NFL, so... But, man, if that's true, uh, that sucks for him. Sure. Well, somebody pointed out as well, uh, it's strange how the NFL's policy never catches cheaters and only catches people that are prescribed things for time. Well, wait, that's any drug policy. I mean, any of them. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, but nobody seems to... uh, Nobody ever believes uh, baseball players when that's the case. Do you know what I mean? 
Like, we always go to the NFL, we're like, oh, man, yeah, geez, that doctor, what a jerk if he did that. But well, meanwhile, when it's the... I mean, I haven't really heard that that excuse before. What do you mean? That the doctor subscribed it to him and the doctor didn't know it was on the list? Uh, well, To me, that's like, okay, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like, the, especially if it's the team doctor, obviously, that's probably not the case here. No. no. Um, and it's just, you know, that could be, uh, you got to know what's on that list. As an individual, as a player, but still. Right. Uh, either way, he's done for the year. Uh, and so that's a well, pretty That's okay. Big so are the Houston Texans. That is true. Uh, hey, congratulations to The Undoing, the uh, the HBO drama starring Hugh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Uh, won a pretty big surprise uh, battle uh, against Game of Thrones in terms of Across the Pond. Uh, the drama had solid ratings in the U.S., but it actually pulled in bigger numbers than the final season of Game of Thrones. Uh, overseas, which uh, was a record for them in uh, London and the UK. Of course, uh, Hugh Grant being a big draw over there kind of makes sense. It's doing well here in the US, but a bigger hit over there in London. Uh, HBO certainly didn't expect it to do better than Game of Thrones, uh, but it did over there, so I guess people are into it. It just wrapped up its season, so if you are one of those people that likes to binge once it's all done, it was a limited series and it is available for you to check out if you're an HBO or HBO Max subscriber now. You can see the show in its entirety that apparently is a pretty big deal. Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. You know the drill by now, at least hopefully, every single Tuesday we jump on a streaming uh, channel and we try to find three movies that Big J maybe hasn't experienced in his personal or professional life. And we strip away all the stars, the director of the studio that brought you crap or left, which is something called a brief plot description from the streaming service. And based on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a short but stout 24-hour period. And, uh, Big J, I did uh, handpick each one of these movies. I can uh, promise you Don't they... Don't you handpick them every week? <laughs> yes. Uh, but they all are from the comedy section in some way, shape, or form. Some of them may not seem like it in their description, but at least in where Netflix ranks them, they call them a comedy, okay? And I, I also have to be honest, I I there's a puncher's chance you may have watched one of these. I cannot remember. Uh, and so if one of them sounds familiar, you can gravitate towards it or you can't. But I, I, there may be one of these that you've seen. I cannot remember if that's the case. I don't mind. All right. Ready? Yeah. Movie number one. Three best friends decide they need a break and vacation in the south of France for a few days. There, they discover plenty of things that their life has been missing. But most importantly, adventure. Dun, dun, dun. Movie number two. Detective Phillips is, a down on, is down on his luck and used to work with the Los Angeles Police Department. When two victims that used to be on an old TV show turn up dead, Phillips suspects something is afoot and rejoins the LAPD as a consultant. Reunited with his former partner, the bickering duo soon find themselves in a race against time to protect other former cast members before the killer strikes again. Ooh, a formulaic movie. And movie number three, excited to flaunt their success in front of old bullies and teenage crushes, two best friends spend a crazy night at their middle school reunion. Uh, let's see, no, number one, automatically out. So okay. it's a fight between the last two. You hate vacations in the south of France. Yeah. Um, man. I'm going to go with movie number two, okay. but but it's close. That is the one that I thought maybe you've seen. You'll have to be, tell me if that's the case. But uh, you passed that movie number one right away. That was called MILF. It stars Excel LaFont and Regine Leoden. 
You passed on movie number three. Uh, it was called Back to School, and it stars Jerome Neal and Letitia Chambon. Back, back, back to school. You will be watching a movie called The Happy Time Murders. Have you seen this before? No. You did? No. It's got Melissa McCarthy in it and Elizabeth Banks. Uh, and it's the one where Melissa McCarthy is with a bunch of puppets. Yeah, I, I wanted to see it. Well, now you have to. Now I have to. Thanks. Uh, so, it's the only way I watch movies. If you could start throwing in TV series. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd actually get you to watch it. Uh, and so it is called The Happy Time Murders. It is available on Netflix. And that is the movie Big J we'll be watching and reviewing. I remember us watching the trailer together and thinking it was funny. We'll see if the movie. I think it was Randy who saw it and said it was god awful. But yeah, we don't but trust you know, Randy with yeah. movies. We do a movie podcast with the guy, and we know he can't be trusted when it comes to movies. So you should watch The Happy Time Ouch. Murders, and you will tell us how it is this time tomorrow. What's going on in the news today? On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. <laughs> uh, it is December, ladies and gentlemen, uh, officially as of today, which means... Like it or not, it's going to start to roll in the uh, the the best ofs or the the year 2020 in reflection and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we got the uh, cage match bracket happening. That's right. You can tune in to uh, do the ultimate cage match song of 2020 every night at 8 o'clock here on the X. And one of the things that also has been rolled down is from the Merriam-Webster people, Big J, better known as the Dictionary Folks. And they have selected a term for the year 2020, and it's fairly fitting. Now, I've always had the argument that that 20, that the word of the year, if it's coming from a dictionary, should probably be something that maybe previously wasn't a part of the average vocabulary and became prominent in in whatever year you're talking about. And I guess you can make an argument for this one, but they have chosen the word pandemic as the word of the year for 2020. People looked up the word a lot, apparently, uh, on Dictionary.com, which really has me worried. Like, I mean, I think you should know what a pandemic is, right? But apparently, uh, the, uh, the the search for the word on Dictionary.com spiked 115,000% compared to the same date the previous year, which I suppose makes sense. But I'm still uh, making the argument that you should know what a pandemic was. But the other ones that were in the realm of possibilities quarantine was up there uh asymptomatic was up there mamba was up there obviously because of kobe bryant uh kraken was up there too probably because of the new seattle team uh antebellum irregardless icon and malarkey all words that malarkey increased in searches in the year 2020 because of various different reasons but the winner is pandemic any issues big j no. Good. You'll have to take it up with Mr. Miriam or Mr. Webster. I'm not sure who's in charge. Could be Miz at this point. Hey, we're afraid to make any promises about scheduling uh, these days, but the NFL has planned a triple header for the day after Christmas this year. On Saturday, December 26th, the Buccaneers were supposed to play the Detroit Lions. Then the 49ers will play the Arizona Cardinals, and then the Dolphins will be up against the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's when Saturday football starts this year for the NFL. Traditionally, it comes in December. I mean, hell, we're going to have a game every day. Yes, I, I believe you're right. So, If they continue to want to force this stuff uh, into happening, yes, I think we're going to have a game every day of the week. It's going to be a real mess as things start to get worse before they get better. So uh, 
don't hold your breath because, listen, it's almost a month away. But still, that's going to be the day after Christmas. Hey, uh, I've never watched Netflix's series The Crown, but I do know it's a hit. Have you ever watched any of it or anybody in your house? Not really into the British royal family, Big J? Not into that drama? Nope. Uh, Well, uh, either way, it's really pissed off the royal family. (laughs) Uh, and uh, Netflix's series is in its fourth season and probably more popular than ever on the streamer. And so much so, it's made the UK culture secretary, who apparently is in charge of all things pop culture over there in the UK. His name is Oliver Dowden, and he wants Netflix's hit series, The Crown, to be labeled as fiction. Now, I'm not sure if anybody needs any clear definitions, but they're aware it's not a documentary, right? <laughs> Like, I, mean, I mean, the people I, that watch that know that's not really the royal family there, correct? I would think so. And there's some sort of, you know, liberty taken with all the stories. Well, yes, you know, Prince Charles is probably, a, you know, a bit of an a-hole. I don't have any problem believing that. But... Or every, all of them, for that matter. <laughs> probably true. They're all probably very elitist and uh, and probably have a bit of, you know, attitude attached to them and... They have some sort of privilege that they believe that they have. And so uh, I'm guessing, and again, I haven't watched the show, so I don't know how they're portrayed, but I do know that some people aren't portrayed as very nice people. But every show needs an antagonist, do you know what I mean? And so you're going to have that on there. And so anyway, the, the UK culture secretary is now doing a bunch of interviews uh, on like the BBC and other channels, just trying to make sure people know that this is a work of fiction and not something that's based in reality. Now, there's probably more truth to it than he would like to admit, but I'm sure the average viewer knows it's not a documentary, and there's not really a bunch of stuff going on there, but who knows? Obviously, they're trying to protect their own. They're upset with the what they're calling a hatchet job on Prince Charles and on Diana, so that's the stuff that it's focused on this particular season, apparently. So take that with a grain of salt if you're watching The Crown, and just know that it's pissing off the royal family, so at the end of the day, they're probably doing something right. Right, Big J? Yeah. They're probably a little bit too close to the flame, if you will. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we're going to hell, New Mexico style. You're invited to join us. And Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. We are headed to New Mexico for today's We're Going to Hell story. And uh, we made a trip to New Mexico once, Big J, on one of our ways back from Rock on the Range. What did we do in particular? We went to Whataburger. Uh, yeah, I guess that was a thing. But, I mean, yeah. what was the point of the broadcast? Oh, we went on a tour, a uh, Breaking Bad tour. The yeah. Breaking Bad tour. It was great. A uh, gentleman uh, set up a uh, RV. A crystal meth RV right over here. Yep, exactly. Still have the, uh, the token of appreciation from the Breaking Bad tours. The crystal ship. Where we were taken on a tour of all things Breaking Bad. And at the time, they were also shooting the first season of Better Call Saul. And so we got to see uh, a lot of the filming locations, a lot of the houses, a lot of the places that they set up around New Mexico. Because one of the things that New Mexico has is the New Mexico film office that works very, very hard to ensure that TV shows and movies continue to get filmed there. It was something that uh, he, the gentleman that took us on the tour was very passionate about. And that area seems to be pretty passionate about, right? Yeah. I mean, they do a lot of things to ensure... There's not a whole lot of other things to be passionate about in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Right. So you might as well talk about the cool things that are filmed there and use it to, you know, 
bump up tourism, bump up places that you can go and check out and visit. And so the New Mexico Film Office basically takes that kind of stuff fairly seriously. But now the other thing that the New Mexico Film Office has to start taking seriously and not underestimating Big J is perverts. Because uh, the New Mexico Film Office recently posted a new job opening that they were serious about increasing safety on sets in the state. And so one of the things that they were hiring for was what they called the New Mexico Film and Television Intimacy Coordinator. <laughs> now, if you had to that guess... That does not, does not sound great. What would you think that is? That they're supposed to oversee all the sex scenes in TV and movies. That is exactly correct. I know, because I apply. Your job as the intimacy coordinator would be to make sure you're on the set of all television and film that is being filmed there that has what they call sex scenes involved. Anything that involves physical touch, nudity, intimacy, simulated sex, and also assisting the director to achieve their creative vision. So not just making sure it's done correctly and safely for everybody on set, Big J, but also to make sure it looks good. You know what I mean? Don't make that face when you see it. Gotta make sure it looks all right. Uh, That seems like you have to have... I mean, what's the resume for that? It's a great question because it is something... Former porn director? That they have worked with the Intimacy Professionals Association in... There's an association? Oh, yeah. Well, listen, one of the things that is being taken seriously, and it's not a joke, uh, is making sure that people are safe and in a safe environment when they're doing these things. Absolutely. To make sure that, that they're not being, you know, taken advantage of or put in a situation that is uncomfortable for them as they are doing something that's very personal and very could be embarrassing and to make sure that they're in a comfortable environment. So uh, the, the fact that the position exists is not a bad thing. It's a good thing for everybody on set to make sure they're safe and doing things the right way. What becomes weird is, yes, everybody that is uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry out there that wants a gig has applied in vain or otherwise to be the intimacy coordinator for uh, television and film in Santa Fe, New Mexico, just probably so they can see a bunch of people naked. Which is kind of off-putting. The film office—that's the says, opposite of what you want, right? The film office says the position is a very serious one, one they take seriously in hiring, and they are quote off-put by how many resumes they got from just random people that are trying to get in on this position. And so they are trying to get the word out that they are looking for somebody that has some sort of experience in intimacy training, which actually is a thing, and there are people that do this stuff and have a background in it. And so, just so you know, if you're off the street and you're some guy that has, I don't know, been working in the uh, the world of advertising for the last six years, and you're thinking, now's the time to break into movies where I can tell people how to get it on on screen, yeah, that's not, that's not going to be you. So they're trying to level expectations of people that continue to pile on and apply for this particular job. You're not going to be the intimacy coordinator for the New Mexico Film Office, but it is a position they are hiring. So just so you know, we've gotten to the point where we need one. But we're also to the point where there's just a bunch of weirdos out there that are trying to get the job and just aren't going to get it. It it may be a dream job for you if you're like super into weird stuff like that, but you're probably not going to get it. So just make sure you're aware of that. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. 
Volbeat and Fallen here on 100.3, the X-Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Something the state of Idaho will never know about Big J, but today is the day in the four states that voted for it for marijuana to be legal, recreational use and otherwise. Those four states, in case you're curious, were New Jersey, Arizona, South Dakota, and Montana. And so uh, those are the four states that they're dealing with, and it's a whole new world for them. And because uh, these things that are the happening about to be rich <laughs> during a pandemic, they're also trying to figure out things uh, as it kind of goes for, you know, what do we do during a particular pandemic when you're trying to, you know, make sure you're ensuring social distancing and doing things safely. And so with marijuana now legal for recreational use in these four states, they're dealing with something that they haven't had to deal with before and other states haven't had to deal with, and that is called marijuana delivery, Big J. Uh, because, you know, they want to make sure businesses stay open and get supported, and much like restaurants, people want their stuff and they don't want to encourage them to go out in public to get it. And so they have, in those four states, put together what they're calling, Big J, licensed marijuana cure couriers. Uh, you have to get your pot that you order online or otherwise from one of these licensed couriers, which come to your location and drop off your pot for you. So basically, Big J, they've licensed they've licensed dealers at this point to swing by your pad and drop off whatever pot that you have ordered for please, the pandemic. Please, people, see Pineapple Express. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, understand. <laughs> That uh, traditionally, that exchange may have gone differently than this one would go. Where where it's okay just to say, thank you, right. I'll see you later. You don't have to like invite them in and do stuff all they shady. Out, they can like, just hand hey, you a bag um, at the door and go, that's it. So, you got stuff? <laughs> right. There's no awkward conversations that need to be had. It's just a professional and legal exchange of goods, as it should be. And so uh, it's very nice to see. You I, wear a wire? It does. Right. There's none of that. You don't have to worry about any of it. It's all above board at this point. Now, it does not say what you have to do in order to become a licensed marijuana courier. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a test you need to take or if there's something that needs to be done. I'm guessing it's just a piece of paper that makes Man. it okay for you to go from one point to another. What a and world. Put all this stuff together, right? What a world we li- we'll never know here no, in this no, state. No, never. No. It will never happen. Congratulations, however, to New Jersey, Arizona, South Dakota, and Montana on a whole new world. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be the very last state. It'll have to be federally mandated before anything is done in this. State. Even then, put up a fight. Yeah, yeah, or- there'll be there'll, there'll be some idiot protesters. Uh, I'm not gonna mention their names, but they'll show up. Probably at your house. Enjoy the courier. Morning after with Nick and Big J coming up. Some important stuff. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, let's do some important stuff. And of course, Americans are trying to figure out what Christmas means in the middle of a pandemic. And so far, it means give me those fresh Christmas trees. The real thing, it's pretty early on in the season, of course, but both wholesale tree farmers and small cut your own tree lots are reporting a huge demand for. Freshly cut Christmas trees, Big Jim. 
Um, nice. Many of them opened up well before Thanksgiving because they kind of had the idea it was going to be this kind of a year because people are looking for something to do, something to be passionate about, something to, I don't know, take their mind off of things. Comforting. So grabbing a huge Christmas tree or maybe going on an adventure with your family to chop one down is something that people are going to do for this particular holiday season. Mackenzie Cook is a pretty big tree supplier. They ship between 1.8 million and 2 million trees a year for Mackenzie Farms in Oregon. And they say that this season is running approximately six to seven days ahead of what we've seen in the past. And we have yet to see demand like we've seen this year for trees. A few things are driving the uptick in sales. For one thing, more Americans, of course, staying home for the holidays, too. That's going to be a factor. And they will be uh, more likely to be home to water that fresh-cut tree, which is one of the things a tree needs in order to make sure it hangs around in your house for about a month, you understand? Yep. And with many holiday festivities canceled, stir-crazy families are looking for safe ways to make memories, including choosing cutting down trees. And so that's one of the reasons why it's popular. Don't be surprised if you're doing it. And so this is your kind of warning. Like, you know, sometimes you can wait like a week or two before Christmas to grab a tree. Mm, Probably not this year. Things are pretty high in demand, so something you need to be aware of. There will be no football game tonight. There was supposed to be one between the Ravens and the Steelers, but that has been postponed yet again. The game that was supposed to happen originally on Thanksgiving is now going to happen tomorrow afternoon, according to everybody. That pushes the Steelers game against Washington from Sunday to Monday, and the Ravens game that they were going to play is going to happen on Tuesday of next week now. The Ravens have at least 22 players right now on the reserve list because of positive COVID-19 tests. We'll see what ends up happening today. If it happens today, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm guessing the Ravens are going to have to forfeit, right? I would think. And they just have to give it up and the Steelers get the win because Steelers are fine. They've been ready to play since Thursday of last week. Uh, almost a week later, here they are, still waiting to play some football. Uh, Big J, we both like the band, but what what is Static X doing? Do you have any idea? I don't know. It's hard to have Static X without Wayne Static. Well, they're trying. So, and they, I know. They played here with uh, with their what they're calling kind of like their tribute. And their new frontman uh, named Zero, X-E-R with the letters or the number Zero, is, isn't a secret. Like, everybody knows who that is, right? I mean, if you're paying attention anyway and you're familiar with Static X and you know what's happening, you have figured out that's Edsel Dope, lead singer of Dope as well as the now the new lead singer of static x but static x is still playing the you know we don't really know uh who the lead singer is and we're not going to reveal the identity and i'm trying to figure out who that benefits and why you have any idea as to why that would be no i I don't but you know uh tony campos who is the uh, bassist in static x says it's important for him to continue to wear the wayne static stuff on stage He says that he's trying to keep the focus on remembering Wayne and not who the new lead singer is. And so that's why it's important to them. But I don't think you're doing Wayne any favors when you're pretending that it's somebody impersonating him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, And that's just my take on things. I understand what the band's trying to do, uh, which is make money. And I understand what the idea behind it is maybe but when everybody knows who it is it's almost like the point where where ghost got to you know what i mean like everybody at some point who cared about that band was familiar with a guy named tobias that was really 
you know, Cardinal Copia and all of these characters and ghosts and the lead singer. And eventually it became unnecessary to keep that secret anymore, despite the fact that theatrics are still there and still are. And they're still having fun with the characters and doing different things. We all know who the lead singer of Ghost is. It's like, why are we pretending that Edsel Dope isn't the lead singer of Static X? It seems weird and strange to me. But either way, Static X is working on a new album. It is called Project Regeneration Volume 2. They did release Volume 1 in July of this year, so you're going to have some continued adventures. And on that Volume 1 was a bunch of unreleased Wayne Static stuff. I don't know if they're holding stuff back for Volume 2. It's going to be all new material. I'm not sure. But either way, Static X is sallying forth, and they are not telling you that Edsel Dope is the lead singer of their band, even though Edsel Dope is the lead singer of their band. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, let's get somebody qualified here for Santa's sack, and it is huge, uh, as uh, we have got a brand-new Amazon Echo Dot smart speaker, a Fire Stick in there, a Kindle HD tablet, an upgraded gigantic 55-inch 4K smart TV, uh, a soundbar system for the TV as well, and an Xbox One X gaming system. Full disclosure, that's not the next generation of gaming console, but hey... Better than nothing. I will also throw out just some Carl's Jr. I uh, got a couple of uh, gift cards for you uh, for a thick burger here if you can figure out that. Or uh, uh, beat me in pop culture smack. All right. Uh, 208-287-1003. That is the number. And by the way, uh, congratulations to Shane. Uh, if your name has been Shane and you've qualified for Santa Sack the last couple weeks, you have been in good shape. Shane P won week five Santa Sack. Shane D won weeks four santa sack so uh if you want to get in on it and try to win this last week you want to get in the phone now and i'm going to call it right here i think you're going on a run today big j great some easy questions in there and some layups and so i think you're going to go you could get five six questions right today who the hell knows 208-287-1003 if you think you've got what it takes to play some pop culture smackdown hello the x well hello good morning man what's your name this is Lanny. All right, Lanny, you're up first. Lanny, uh, earlier this year, which seems like seven years ago, Brad Pitt won an Academy Award for his performance in the movie Once Upon a Time in Where? Wow. Um, hmm. Once Upon a Time. Is it um, in Hollywood? In Hollywood right. is right. Thank you, Internet. Ooh, Big J. Hollywood. Uh, what famous New Yorker has a 35-foot waistline and wears a size 879 shoe? I'm going to say Lady Liberty. I'll take it. Right. The Statue, Statue of Liberty. Liberty. Uh, Lanny, released by Toyota, what model was the first mass-produced gas-electric hybrid car? Oh, gosh. I'd have to guess that was a... Right. That is correct. Great car. Big J, debuting in 1958, what iconic cartoon characters are three apples high? Uh, There's more than one? Huh? You said three apples high. Repeat the question, please. Debuting in 1958, what iconic cartoon characters measure three apples high? Smurfs. Right. Correct. Lanny, back to you. What blue-collar comic is known for saying his phrase, get her done? 
Uh, is that Larry the Cable Guy? Right. It is. Big J, twins Jonathan and Drew Scott renovate homes on Watch HGTV franchise. The Property Brothers. Right. That is correct. Lanny, back to you on Twitter. The hashtag ICYMI stands for in case you what? What's the MI in ICYMI stand for? Um, okay, so I... In case you missed it, right? That's right. Right. Okay. Sound it out. Big J, uh, when Dorothy <laughs> said there's no place like home, what state was she talking about? Kansas. Right. Back to you, Lanny. Top right. with a flying saucer shape. What 605-foot tower in Seattle, Washington opened in 1962? Uh... That'd be the space needle. Right. Big J, after being told all internet companies need to have a small name, Gwyneth Paltrow started what lifestyle brand? Goop. There you go. Right. Big J knows his Gwyneth Paltrow lifestyle brand. Damn right. Uh, back to you, Lanny. A furry monkey named Boots is the sidekick of what animated explorer? Whoa. Um, yeah, that seems tough. Is it? Jeez, is that uh, Dora the Explorer? Right. Yeah, Dora the Explorer. Oh, man, I want to say George. Big J, uh, which Spice Girl's nickname is an actual spice? Ginger? Ginger is right. Right. And back to you, Lanny. In an ad slogan, what burgerless fast food chain asks you to think outside the bun? Mm, Taco Bell. That is absolutely correct. Right. Big J, uh, last question, and I'm all out. What Olympic sport involves whacking a shuttlecock? Wiffle ball? Nope. Wrong. You got it wrong anyway. Uh, Lanny, you have officially won. You ran the table with Big J. It was a nice back and forth today. Do you happen to know the answer? That that was badminton. Right. That was a tough one. Badminton is absolutely correct. Doesn't wiffle ball? Oh, it's a ball. Never yeah, it's, mind. It's, called, it's named after the sport. <laughs> wiffle ball. Listen, I couldn't go a pop culture smackdown <laughs> without doing a Big J. So. Congratulations, man. You're qualified for Santa Sack. You also got some Carl's Jr. coming your way. Well done, everybody. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do some headlines next on the X-Rocks. Time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Their website is GoTeamMazda.com. Hey, that's where you can go for your next newer used car adventure. Inventory is there getting updated all the time. You also have the Fresh Start credit button, and you can even get a payment calculator so you have an idea of what you're getting into before you even have to get into it. So check it out for yourself. It's GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Here you go, Big J. Nobody wins here, and our hero... Our hero... Meet Magua, Big J. Magua? No, Magua. Magua is the hero rat with the super sniffer made headlines for receiving the animal world's highest medal of honor for his life-saving work detecting unexploded landmines across Cambodia. Magua's highly sensitive nose and agility has set him apart from dogs and other detection animals who've won the award in the past. The African giant pouch rat is much faster than humans at lion mine detection. It can search an area the size of a tennis court in 30 minutes, while a human deminer can take as long as four days. While Magua enjoys his viral fame, his brothers and sisters are training their noses for the nonprofit in Tanzania that has helped sniff out other threats to humankind. According to the organization, these rats can detect tuberculosis faster, more accurately than standard in developing countries. One rat can sniff 100 tuberculosis samples in less than 20 minutes, while a lab technician might take four days. Hey man, seems like it's taken us four days to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. But either way, 
if you can train a gigantic Africanized pouch rat to do something good, why not, right? I mean, I guess. Can you trust a rat, though? Uh, They're well, always ratting somebody out. <laughs> Here you go, Big J. Or nobody wins here. <laughs> nobody wins here in this segment. <laughs> a video of a plane passenger dipping the hair of another passenger into their coffee has gone viral. The clip shows a woman getting irritated after another woman in the seat in front of her kept draping her hair over the back of the seat during a flight, blocking the other woman's entertainment screen. Then a woman puts chewed gum in the other woman's hair. Oh, man. At one point, the flight attendant walks by, sees what's going on, and then continues walking by. <laughs> then the woman takes out the nail clippers and snips off pieces of the woman's hair before finally dunking the end of the second woman's hair in a mug of coffee. I don't understand. Somebody now, check on these ladies. First of all, people are saying it might be fake, which I believe, because again, anything that goes viral on the internet, I no longer take at its face value. Especially on a plane. Correct. I, I mean, I think somebody else would be involved, because my guess is all of this could be solved with a simple, hey, your hair isn't blocking my screen, would you mind not doing that? And I'm guessing if the other person's even, I don't know, 14% civilized, they would actually make sure that their hair doesn't drip over your screen. Not to the point where you're putting gum in it or you're cutting it off and then you're dipping coffee in it that just seems like you're the a-hole do you know what i mean yeah uh but then again that's what gets people famous these days is being a-holes to other people so i guess enjoy your fame question mark uh but don't be a jerk everybody else please wrap it up with here you go big j a french chef has earned a world record after he created a pizza topped with 254 varieties of cheese. What do you think about that? It's a lot of cheese, man. Benoit Brule cooked up the pizza in Lyons when he, he told Guinness officials that he thought it was important for the record to be held by France, which is known for its cheeses, of course. So Guinness shared a video of him weighing out each portion of cheese to make sure it was enough to qualify for the world record. And he made it. So 200, I mean, I'm just, my my only thing is you have to lose some of the flavors of the cheese in it, right? Yeah. You can't, you can't taste all of it. And once it all melts together, it's probably going to be something, probably you're not going to go to the bathroom for a while. I mean, that's a lot of cheese. If you have 254 different types of cheese on a pizza, it's a lot of cheese. Yeah, I mean, you know. And I also wonder if it actually tastes good, because all cheeses have a different taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the subtleties, I, if you're a cheese in my way. I figured, like, you've reached the pinnacle with five or six cheese pizzas that are out there because they all, you know, fairly blend together well. I'm not sure 254 varieties of cheese do. You got to have some stinky cheese on that pizza would be my guess somewhere, right? Well, there has to be yeah. some stinky-ass cheese. Can't be good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on a bunch. It's Deftones. That is Ohms here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. And happy Giving Tuesday to you, Big J. Yeah, Cyber Monday is past, and now we give to Giving Tuesday, which was created in 2012 as a simple idea that encourages people to uh, do good. And it's uh, it's multi-international, so uh, it's not just here locally. It's it's not just the United States. It's everywhere uh, that the idea of Giving Tuesday exists. So a lot of your favorite uh, charitable organizations are uh, looking to get a little help today. You might want to, uh, you know, I got an email from our friends at Camp Rainbow Gold. So uh, that's uh, one of them. There's, of course, the Alzheimer's Association, a couple of those charities that we love here. Um, 
it is a good idea to maybe uh, give a little. I know it's tough right now, mm-hmm. uh, but anything, you know, even just a, a little bit from a lot of people can make a huge difference. Yeah, that's the idea. It doesn't have to be a ridiculous amount in order for you to make an impact. You know, we have these sometimes uh, things that pop up during the course of the year, but it's always nice to remind ourselves to, to be kind to other people and do things that benefit others besides just ourselves. And so uh, Giving Tuesday is a great way to do that. Of course, one of the things that we are passionate about around here is putting toys for tots. That's something that you can give to as well. You can pop into any Treasure Valley Albertsons location. They've got the expanded toy aisle that officially went up now. Uh, You can give a little bit to help the Marine Reserves and make sure that they hit their mark for Toys for Tots here in the Treasure Valley. There's a lot of great charities that could use your monetary donations, and it doesn't even have to be that. It could be time as well. Give your time to some people and help them out in some way, shape, or form. Uh, There's lots of things that you can give that doesn't have to be uh, money. So think about it. Do what you can and give a little bit today. It will make you feel a little bit better and maybe help somebody out in the process. And we're all about that, too. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're going to give you a chance to win some stuff from us with some bad impressions. That's next on the X-Rocks. There's someone at your door. It looks like Bill from VIP Games. Not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And let's hook somebody up with a gift certificate for 25 bucks to Papa Joe's Italian restaurant here in the Treasure Valley over there on Capitol Boulevard. Get yourself pizza, maybe some uh, meatball sandwich. Hey, sounds delicious. <laughs> I always wonder how long it's going to take you for to, to do that when you're talking about something. I know, I know. I'm a real jerk that way. I <laughs> uh, need to figure out bad impressions here this morning. 208-287-1003 if you'd like to get in on things and win this food. It is delicious food, by the way, and it's happy to be on us. We'll mail it out to you. All you have to do is figure out who Big J is trying to be. You're going to get three clues in order to do that. Each one of those clues points to somebody that is pretty famous. If you figure out the famous person, then you have got some food coming from us. That's how we like to roll. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Awesome. Uh, What is your name, man? My name is Chuck. All right, you're up first. Good luck. I've been in movies like Knights of Badassdom, X-Men Days of Future Past, and Elf. Uh, what's the next one? I do a lot of voice work and voice Mighty Eagle in the Angry Birds movies and Captain Gut in the Ice Age movies. Is it Will Ferrell? No. Here's their last no. clue. I drank in new things is Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones. I have no idea, guys. I'm sorry. That's all right, all right man. It's a tough one here this morning. Should Apologies be household name. Hello, the X. But isn't. Hey, like a meatball sandwich. Hey, did you hear the clues then? I did not. All right, take I've been in movies like Knights of Badassdom, X-Men Days of Future Past, and Elf. Oh. I do a lot of voice work that? for voice and voice Mighty Eagle and Angry Birds and Captain Gut in the Ice Age movies. And who in the Ice Age movies? Captain Gut. You know, Captain Gut. Yeah, come on. Oh, I have no idea. Huh. My kids are way too old for that. I drank. Anyway, I new? drank in new things. Is Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones? Oh, who did Tyrion Lannister? Mm-hmm. That old dude. No, it's not. It's the the. Oh shoot, Peter Dinklage. There Yay! you go. Hey, look at you. Congratulations. Pulled it out with, without swearing. Amazing. Uh, and saying something awful. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Uh, uh, why they, is yeah, Peter Dinklage right? in the news? 
Uh, listen, you broke this news to me earlier this morning. Yeah, baby. Uh, and that Peter Dinklage has been uh, tapped to take the lead role in the reboot of the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> I am so, so excited for this. I, I mean, think. listen, the Toxic Avenger, I, you can't explain it to somebody who's not in their 30s. No, it's just not it's, possible. And it was really my first foray into, like awful on purpose movies if that yeah. makes sense yeah like I, I don't i i really wasn't familiar with trauma films at all and i stumbled i think it had to be on like usa up all it was, night or it something. was usa up all and, night i mean it was on a loop and i watched it and i was like oh my god this is terrible but hilarious at the same time and it, it, it was uh it was just what the definition of a b movie and if you're not familiar with the story and i again this is all from memory forgive me but i believe it's a gender that that gets toxic waste spilled on him mm -hmm. and becomes a superhero with like a mop that he's able to and is like invincible and defeats crime as the toxic avenger yeah in uh, the small town of tromaville yeah exactly and uh the uh, director here and writer uh, mason blair he has uh this will be uh one of his first major projects uh he's he's directed uh something uh called i don't feel at home in this world anymore previously but uh, hasn't had a lot of experience as a director we'll see how this goes didn't you watch that on like uh streaming dumbass one day oh god probably yeah i think so it's got paul rudd in it uh either way uh that is something that you can look forward to and is fantastic news that they have decided to do that and get the toxic avenger ready for a new generation Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're going to wrap up this show here next on the X-Rocks. And as I prevail every time you leave, wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Tuesday, the first day of December. Thank you for hanging out with us. We had a chance to have Big J select a movie, a movie he actually wanted to see at one point in his life for Streaming Dumbass today. So we'll get a full review of that tomorrow, which will be awesome. We also had a chance to qualify somebody else for Win Santa Sack. It is the very last week of that. So if you are one of those procrastinators, you have done it. You've waited until the last possible moment. To get in on the fun, you'll have three more chances today to qualify for that before we do the final grand prize winner here on Friday. So make sure you are part of that fun. And we also found out that never underestimate perverts, Big J. They're all out there. Yeah. They all right want here. to be a part of the fun. This room. And, and uh, they are clogging up the New Mexico film office. And so please uh, try to let at least uh, cooler heads prevail when it comes to applying for particular jobs that maybe you're not qualified for, even though it involves nudity. It's just not a good look for everybody. Uh, tomorrow on the show, another chance to win some more Carl's Jr. from us as well as get qualified for Santa Sack. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. GoTeamMazda.com is a great place to get started for your next new or used car adventure. And that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Hey, it pays to be a police officer in Italy because uh, uh, they had to transport a kidney uh, to a university hospital in Rome. And uh, they happened to get themselves lent a Lamborghini Huracan. And uh, they averaged 145 miles per hour. Wow. Only took a couple hours to get it there. It got it on time, nice and cool. Yeah. Able to actually do the organ transplant. That's like, you're right, that's like Cannibal Run. It's like yeah. out of a movie. You make a phone call, we need to borrow a Lamborghini stat. And somebody has it, and you're able to do it. I bet they probably just have them on the force there. <laughs> Probably. Why not? They have the budget for it. Well, well done and saving lives one Lamborghini at a time. That's going to do it for us. Jason Drew, he is up next. You guys have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the X Rock.